Hey guys, welcome to the Model Movement. It's Lanisha White and Hannah Shears, and today we're going to be answering your questions. So let's get into it. So we're going to hop straight into it. We wanted to thank you guys so much for participating and sending in your questions. So Lanisha, what is our first question? Yes. So we know that we are in spring right now and summer is approaching. And Cole wants to know, how do you take vacations as a model? I would say the least busy month is typically June. That's when everyone's taking their vacations. There's not a lot of shooting going on. June and July, early summer. Um, I think that's a really good time, but regardless of when you take it, just make sure you tell your agent that you're going to be taking it, Mm -hmm. tell them when you're going to be out of town and let them know with plenty of time in advance so that they're not trying to book you. Yes. Yes. I agree. Have you ever been in a situation where you were on vacation and you couldn't take a booking or you didn't take a vacation because you had a booking yes absolutely sense. multiple times actually and this last time was actually this upcoming week I was on hold for Wrangler and it fell through but luckily now I'm going to be able to go to my cousin's graduation so I'm very excited about that nice but actually in November I was on vacation um for Thanksgiving which you know it's Thanksgiving no one's going to be shooting that week anyway mm-hmm. so that was also another good time to take a vacation but um I was being checked for a job the following week in North Carolina Mm -hmm. and my digitals hadn't been updated since the summer and I was dark in the summer and I'm pale in the winter. (laughs) So while I was there, I'm literally in the middle of Missouri and I had to take my digitals outside by a barn. (laughs) Hey, that's cute. It actually was really cute. So, but yeah, it was funny and you know, you kind of have to improvise, but it happens and yeah you just kind of have to roll with what's going on and stay on your email (laughs) yeah oh yeah definitely um last year actually in december um i took a vacation for about a week and i started doing COVID. so of course the time frame was different than how it is now i guess you want to say it's quote unquote back to normal Mm -hmm. um so i didn't know how the down season or the up season worked well anyways I took a vacation in December and I missed out on three bookings oh no three jobs and I was just very disappointed um I had fun on my vacation like not gonna lie (laughs) but also this is my livelihood you know so it comes first and play can come later so um I would just say you know connect with your agent communicate with them ask them make sure that it's not busy and then just go from there. Absolutely. So our next question comes from Alondra. She had wanted to know, how do you get more comfortable in front of the camera? Hmm. I'm going to say practice. Yeah. Practice, practice, practice. Literally, you want to get comfortable with all angles. Every angle is your best angle. Put on some music, dance. Dancing is a form of posing, if that makes sense, right? Absolutely. It gets you out of out of your elements. Um, you can move around, you can see, oh, my, you know, my hand goes up here. That looks cute. Or I'm looking up in a, the sun, but <laughs> you're actually inside. Um, I would say just use your imagination as best as you can. Um, facial expressions, really being comfortable behind the camera comes more about your confidence within yourself, loving who you are, loving your body, your face, your shape, whatever that may be. Um, 
it took me a while to get comfortable behind the camera. I had my mom take pictures for me. I had myself take pictures for me, um, for me, for myself. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I worked with a lot of photographers. One photographer um, in particular, Jane, she helped me get out of my comfort zone. I was more of a commercial, happy, smiley, go lucky model, as you would say. Um, But she had me tap into this fierce, dominant um, fashion editorial look that I didn't think that I had. So I would really say connect with people who you know have a vision as well, you know, um, who are very like-minded like you and creative. So to sum that up, to be comfortable behind the camera is to just practice. Absolutely. Any chance that you can get especially in front of the mirror mm-hmm. and record yourself right. doing that as well. You want to know what you look like from a different perspective as well. I started doing photo shoots with my sister when I was around 12. Mm-hmm. And that was before I ever thought I'd be modeling. It was just something that was fun to me. And I really liked that. And that kind of, um, obviously 12 years old, you're going to, it's, it's awkward. It, especially when you start out at any age, but we would do things and I would, it would come a little more natural and you'd learn to move every time you click so mm-hmm. that you get multiple different shots and not just the same look in every single picture. Um, stuff like that obviously comes with practice and that's a really good exercise if you can just stand there and then go click and then change. Even if it's just a micro change, change of expression, change of eye line. Yes. Um, a tiny move, relaxing your hand, moving your hand, something small but just getting a lot of variation. Um, I think that's a very good thing. And like you said about Jane, um, I'm very commercial as well. I smile. I'm always doing like JC Penny and Francesca's and mm-hmm. all of these very commercial clients. And I love that. But after I shot with Jane, I've actually had some jobs that were a little more high fashion and oh my God, they've just been so much fun. I'm way more comfortable doing this like fierce editorial look now. Yes. I'm so excited to release the photos from that because they just look so edgy and I'm not used to that. Mm-hmm. Even my portfolio photos from New York, they're they're like I'm frowning with a smile almost. <laughs> <laughs> and actually Jane said that too. She goes, oh my God, you frown with a smile because it was so hard <laughs> to get it out of me. And I think too, like you said, just practicing, right? Yeah. A slight variation of your head tilting up or down you don't have to switch the pose every click mm-hmm. right it's just slowly working your hands up or working your hands down or moving your feet to the side or one yeah. way or the other you know and like you said you don't know until someone else sees that in you and brings it out of you mm-hmm. right it's being comfortable with being uncomfortable absolutely that's such a great point yeah and I feel like that's kind of what you just have to do in this industry. Oh, definitely. Not to get off topic, but there's jobs that like make me dance. Yes. That is so like dancing in front of the camera. That's different. It's like a fluid movement, but I've had to do like TikTok dances. A client was like, say what your favorite dance move is to the camera and then do it. And I was like, oh my God, luckily that never (laughs) saw the light of day, but I was like, I'm Hannah and my favorite dance is the Macarena. The Macarena. Oh my god! I was like, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to go all out. That's true. You're like, if I'm going to do a dance. I, I Actually, what I said was, my name's Hannah. And if you know me, you know I love the Macarena. <laughs> <laughs> like I was a big Macarena advocate. But Oh my gosh, that's so funny. 
So, um, yeah, yeah, so no, practice that's a, makes yes. perfect. And, uh, yeah, putting on music, it's very fluid. Um, watching someone like Coco Rocha pose, it's very fluid. You can kind of see she's, she's a little more editorial, obviously, but seeing that it is this dance. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's very helpful to see. That's true. And we also have some models who actually do privates yes. for photo posing, such as Valen and myself as well. And yeah. Hannah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we all do privates for photo posing and runway as well. Mm-hmm. So reach out to one of us and we can help you with that. What's next? <laughs> Sorry. I totally <laughs> forgot that it was my turn. <laughs> Okay, so our next question comes from Kendall, and she wants to know, how do you prepare yourself mentally for a photo shoot? Ooh, okay. So I think for myself to mentally prepare, I need to make sure that I am physically prepared. I need to make sure that I am totally ready for the photo shoot. Skincare is done. Hair care is done. I've looked at the call sheet. I know what time I need to be there, where I need to be. Everything's packed and by the door. I have a voucher if I need one. And I've researched the client. So Mm -hmm. if I see what shoes they're wearing, I need to make sure I'm packed those shoes, seeing what they look like, seeing what kind of poses they're doing, facial expressions, making sure I can expect at least somewhat what's going to happen on set. Um, If it's a long drive, like those drives to Dallas, I'll have to play some upbeat music, get myself ready because Mm -hmm. those drives to Dallas, my call time would be 8 a.m. and I'd leave, I'd wake up at 3 a.m., leave here by 4 a.m. I had to be hair and makeup ready. So be here by 4 a.m., get there at 8 a.m. So that's four hours of, you know, keeping the hype going. Yes, oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah, so, um, yeah, just being present and making sure that you're not swallowing too many emotions. I find that whenever I have some feelings that I don't want to confront, I'll listen to a lot of podcasts, actually, so that I can listen to them talk and I don't have to listen to what's in my head. And that's not a healthy thing. So I try to make sure I've done all of that before I go to a job so I can just listen to music, relax and be in the present moment with the people on set as well. That's so true. Yeah, especially those long drives. I don't know why, but for some reason, after the job, I drive in silence for at least like 30 minutes like you're just exhausted from the day you have to have all this energy sometimes I'll catch myself like the whole two hours no music no noise just the air and the road just bumping around and I'm just like Mm -hmm. just there just driving get some food or I'm drinking whatever the case is and I'm just driving the entire time because mentally it can be exhausting afterwards. Even going there, mm-hmm. say you're prepared, you have everything organized, you're good to go. Maybe in the morning, four o'clock in the morning, I don't want to hear bumping, bumping. I, I, I don't want to hear all of that. I don't, I don't even want to hear nothing. Honestly, mm-hmm. early in the morning, it's super dark. Mm-hmm. I just want to hear sometimes, like not my thoughts, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. but my thoughts. Right. And then maybe about thirty minutes, an hour in okay now I can play music yeah you know that makes sense right I totally agree like sometimes I'll have something I want to tell one of my friends after a job and I'm like about to call them and then I'm like wait I've been talking for eight hours straight I need to just relax and I'll drive in silence the entire ride home if it's not that far if it's 
all the way from Dallas, I'll go a while without listening to music or just, you know, listening to the road Mm -hmm. or putting on a playlist that's not mine. So it's not, so I'm not predicting what song's coming next. It's more like the radio, you know? Yes. But yeah, I totally agree. And sometimes even honestly, like, I'll just be thanking God Mm -hmm. that I even had this opportunity. Absolutely. Going there and coming back and just grateful for everything that comes along the way, right? Right. So... I just have a moment to myself. Right. And I miss those drives. Like I, I used to complain a little bit in the moment, um, because I would be going multiple times a week, but I miss it. That's a beautiful drive. And it's, especially when you're leaving early in the morning, the sun's not up yet. It's a really nice drive. There's no traffic. Um, and yeah, the jobs can be like mentally taxing for sure, but it's, it's really nice to be present. And then those are really great memories to look back on later as well. That's true. Yeah. So mentally preparing yourself for a photo shoot, basically to sum it up is just being prepared, organized mm-hmm. and being mindful. Exactly. Oh, okay. So this is something we've been talking about a lot recently. Liz asks, how do you handle rejection in the industry? Ooh, that is a good question um I would say just take it um that's what comes with this industry like you are not the only model you are not the only actress actor photographer in this industry so so don't take it personal yeah at all there's something wrong with you your look is great um you are you got signed in the industry into that agency for a reason. They liked your look. They liked everything about you. Even the casting director, even the client, everyone liked you. Just, it just wasn't your time. Absolutely. Right. And I think that is a big thing in our culture. Everyone wants everything to be right here, right now. Right. It's like a microwave mm-hmm. kind of instant gratification. Yes. They pop it in the microwave. Like I want it now pop it. And then when it comes out, you're like, okay, this is not the best, right? Mm -hmm. So those no's are stopping you from something that you don't know that's in front of you. Absolutely. That's ahead of you, right? Now, we don't look at it right then when we get that no, when we get that email from our agent saying, oh, you were dropped, or it got canceled, or whatever the case is. But in the long run, you look at it, and you're like, okay, actually, that was good for me because... X, Y, and Z happened, right? Mm -hmm. And then you got that no, and look how many yeses are going to come afterwards. Right. Right? I think also handling the rejection also makes you a stronger and better person. Um, It builds you, it builds some character in in you, right? You're not a little weak little punk. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You actually can take it and just move on I was talking with you earlier today and we were saying that I had a job recently that just released and I'm okay with it I mean it's not ideal but I think whenever I started out I would have been taking it very personally and now I just realize it's part of the territory it's you get some you lose some and it's fine it's Mm -hmm. not personal it's just I wasn't the right person for the job and that's more than okay it was a client I've worked with in the past before um, and I'm very happy to know that they're still looking at me for upcoming projects. Even if this isn't the one, I'm glad that I'm still on their mind and they're still interested in me. 
and I'm glad that I'm being seen. So just being grateful for the opportunities, being seen by casting directors, even if it falls through, just means it wasn't for me. So Kendrick wants to know, um, can you have body modifications as a model? Okay, so like tattoos, piercings, lash extensions. Yes. Okay, yeah. No. (laughs) Just kidding. So tattoos... I would say it's kind of a tricky situation. I definitely think it's more acceptable for men to have tattoos than women. Mm -hmm. I think if you are going to have a tattoo as a woman, make sure it's very easy to cover up. I have the world's smallest heart on my wrist. It's like a centimeter. Literally just dot it with concealer and it's gone. Um, I would say the fewer the better for tattoos. Men get away with it. I think it's a case-by-case basis. Definitely ask your agency. So I actually have tattoos. Um, I had six, but now I have three. So I'm in the process of actually getting my tattoos removed. People ask me why. I love to say, well, that was my old life. This is my new life. But really, it's not something that I find approachable or acceptable to myself, right? To me, it makes me look very grungy. Um, Now, do I hate them? No. Do I like them? No. (laughs) Um, I want to do it for my own personal reasons and as well as for modeling, especially in acting. They do like this thing called hand slate, right? They want to see your arms or they'll ask you in auditions, um, you know, state if you have any tattoos and it's like, Oh my gosh, I gotta go through this again. Right. Yeah. And then in the beginning, I tried to hide it as much as I could, but now I accept them because I'm removing them. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, they're here now, but they're not going to be here forever. So with eyelash extensions, I feel like that's another one that's pretty quick to touch on. No, honestly, just the fewer, the better. Yeah. No lash extensions. I've done lash lifts. I think those are great. Um, those are really nice because if, even if you're wearing no makeup, your eyelashes are curled. Cute. I'm all for lash lifts. I would not do eyelash extensions. For one, beauty campaigns, you're not allowed to have lash extensions. If you're modeling mascara, it makes no sense to have actual lash extensions on. Oh my gosh. So I miss my lashes. Honestly, I used to love them. Because mm-hmm. um, they, again, just you wake up, you look good, you go about your day, right? Um, but I actually took uh, photos, my first photos ever for modeling, and I had lash extensions. Mm-hmm. But they were very minimal. You couldn't really tell. Um, and I got booked for a job. And uh, they booked me because they thought my lashes were long. And I go on set and my lashes are like the idiotiest, tiniest little baby lashes. And I was supposed to be on the cover of like their little booklet catalog. Well, they didn't put me on there because my lashes were not long enough how they looked in the photo. So I would just don't even try it. I mean, if you want to, by all means, you know, hey, go for it if you just really love it. But just know that there you will have minor setbacks with that. Yeah, I would say don't take your portfolio pictures with them in. Don't take digitals with them in. No. And don't go to jobs with them in. Yes. Um, some call sheets will even say if you have false lashes, get them removed prior to coming. That's true. Lash lift, like you mm-hmm. touched on, I love it. Yes. I really liked it. I think I need to go back because now I have like a few straight ones down here. <laughs> but... um yeah yeah to sum that up no yeah I need to get my lash lift done it's always so hard for me to pick a time because for the next two days you can't get them wet yeah and I'm like when am I gonna 
have two days where I don't need to wear makeup or it's be the same at a pool thing or something. It's with like eyebrow elimination. Oh, really? I want to do that. Yeah. And 24 it's like, hours. And I'm just like, do I got that time? Yeah. I'm going to forget. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so as far as piercings go, I would say, yes, absolutely. Any facial piercings you do want to have able to be taken out. So already healed. You can take them out. No scars showing. With ears, I kind of think the more the merrier. As long as they're placed well, you should be able to do it. And as long as they're healed. Some mm-hmm. clients will make you take them out, especially if you have some jewelry in that's not theirs. They're like, oh, we don't wear any jewelry that we're not selling, mm-hmm. which is totally reasonable. So you want them either healed. Some clients are okay with it. And they'll let you put your hair in front of your ear to hide any cartilage piercings or anything like that. But a lot of clients do like you having multiple piercings because then you can model multiple pairs of their earrings yes. like Francesca's I wear multiple of their earrings um there's this brand called Lavisa where I used to get a lot of my jewelry they have all of their models have like 10 piercings because, oh, wow. because it looks great like you can model a stud and two hoops and then yeah. whatever so I would say absolutely you can get piercings just be sure to check with the client and check with your agency Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. I just got three new piercings, which I love. And they're just healing slowly. And now I want more. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm getting rid of the tattoos to get piercings. Right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Let me see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. I have eleven right now, I think. And I still want one more. Oh, my <laughs> just, gosh. But yeah. yeah, it's so it's a funny story. I was working with a client who's who caters more to older women Mm -hmm. and I asked I was like hey I have a lot of piercings do you need me to take them out and they were like no keep them in we're trying to be edgy and cool now I was like oh that's awesome okay um so we do the shoot everything goes well and then we're doing another part of the shoot where I'm using some of my clothes from home and they're like let's see what you brought so I open up my suitcase and I'm showing them some denim options and they're like oh no we don't wear jeans that's too edgy I but like, I can have 50 earrings. I know. I was piercings. like, I have 12 like, piercings right now. And I had the industrial at the time. I had a full bar going through my ear. I was like, that's okay. But jeans are too edgy. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and they didn't have holes in them or anything. They were the most conservative jeans. They were just <laughs> jeans. Just jeans. They were just jeans. Like, and no. like no, way too far. <laughs> <laughs> now you got to go home. <laughs> yeah. That was way too much, Hannah. <laughs> Okay, well, great. I think that's all the questions we have to answer today. If you guys have any questions for us, feel free to leave us a comment, answer the question under this podcast, reach out to us on any of our social media platforms. All of them are linked on our website. And I think that's about it. Bye, guys. Bye. We'll see y'all next week.